welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. Let me check the calendar real quick. Yes, I am now less than a month away from graduation. I'm going to need a full-time job, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work. I do journalism, so you can see my articles, my packages. You you can see my graphic design that I've done, see the photos I've taken. You can see all my uh, latest work, so go please check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. Now, on today's pod, we've been talking about that 2017 Diamondbacks team. I want to have a little bit more conversation about them today, but I want to do something fun. We've been doing this, uh, we've been doing this game a lot recently. I want to compare the 2017 team to the 2019, the current D-backs team, and decide which team is better. So I guess technically the 2020 team. And we're going to decide which team is better. We'll just go position by position, starting lineup, rotation, bullpen. We'll decide which team is better. And then also, we'll even look at um, which if we had to make a team, one team from both of the rosters, what will that lineup look like? So I think that'll be a fun game as well, too. So let's jump right into it. But first, Fear Company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44. Your company should be sponsoring this podcast, Locked On Diamondbacks, are listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now let's look at these two teams and compare which one is better and how should we make a super team. So let's first look at the lineup. Catcher. You had Chris Ionetta in 2017, and you got Carson Kelly currently on the D-backs. And which one do I think is better? Well, Chris Ionetta hit 17 home runs in 89 games. Carson Kelly hit 18 and 111. So Ionetta was better there. He had a better batting average. He he had uh, his OPP. His OBP was slightly higher. His OPS was slightly higher. So maybe for one season this year, I'm taking Chris Ionetta, but we, if we so if we're doing one season, I'll take Chris Ionetta. But this is over the next three to five years because Ionetta was 34 and Carson Kelly is 24. Or yeah, so that's pretty much a 10 year difference. So if you're telling me multiple years Carson Kelly, but if you're telling me Chris Ionetta, that's for right now. So how do I want to make this game? We'll say for one season only. So if we're doing one season, just for 2020, building the perfect perfect lineup from these two teams, I think I'll take Chris Iannetta for one more season. Now, first baseman, this one. I'm sorry, Christian Walker. You're great. You be, you were a revelation for us. We found you off the waiver wire. You've been producing. You've been pretty good. But Goldie was the first baseman for the 2017 team, and he's arguably the best player in franchise history, runner-up for MVP multiple times over. He was a beast this year, 36 home runs, 120 ribbies, 18 stolen bases, a near 300 batting average, over 400 OBP. He's a stud. We already know that, so definitely got to go Goldie here. Now, second base, just like how the 2017 team had Goldie at first base, and that's no comparison, the... 
2020 team has the same thing at second base with you know who, Ketel Marte, baby. So I'm riding him. You guys know what he did last year. Top five in MVP voting, a stud. So we're definitely going with him over Brandon Drury at second base. And now let's look at the next position. We got shortstop. So Ketel Marte was actually listed as listed as a shortstop in 2017. And, you know, he didn't really do too much. So, honestly, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. But Nick Ahmed right now is better than what Ketel Marte was in 2017. So, that's the one that's not really that hard of a... As hard as you might think. So, I'm taking 2020 Nick Ahmed over the 2017 Ketel Marte. Now, third base. This one's, I think, a little tricky on the surface level, but when you really think about it, I don't think it's that tricky. Had Jake Lamb burst Eduardo Escobar, and Jake Lamb he had he had his uh, a good season by his measures in 2017. He had 30 bombs, over 100 ribbies, you know, almost 90 runs scored. The OBP was almost 360, so he had some good numbers. But that batting average was below 250, and then Eduardo Escobar actually had more home runs. More RBIs, a better batting average. Now, the one thing about uh, Eduardo Escobar, his OPP was only 320. So it's very low, but his OPS was still higher than, than a Jake Lamb because he's not the slugger that uh, that Eduardo Escobar is. And actually, I take that back. I don't know why I thought he was. But it was actually very close in terms of OPS. Jake Lamb actually edges out Eduardo Escobar. So scratch what I just said. But it's very close, 844 to 831. It's very close in terms of OPS. But the slugging really helps uh, Eduardo. He's a better batter. Uh, he, he hit better for average. He had more power. He had more ribbies. Uh, his run scored. He had more. He just did more in more areas. I just like his consistency a little more, too. Now in left field, you got David Peralta versus Yasmani Tomas. That one's not even uh, an issue for me. Definitely gonna have to go with David Peralta. He's been uh, he's been solid here for the D-backs uh, over the last few seasons. He had some injury concerns last year, but he has a couple of thirty home run campaigns under his belt. Yasmani Tomas does too, but he can't seem to get out the minors. So I'm definitely taking David Peralta there. And then if we look at center field. Whew, we got AJ Pollock on the 2017 team. We got Starling Marte in 2020. I think this one's probably the closest matchup, honestly. I think they're very similar players, but I think even though AJ Pollock only played 112 games, he had 14 home runs, 20 steals. That's very solid. Probably would have ended up around like 18 to 18 to 22 home runs and maybe 28 to 35 steals if he played a full season, but his his batting average is 266. He only had 49 ribbies in those 112 games, so I think I'm going to have to go with Starling Marte. I think his tools are just a little bit better than Pollock, a little bit not as fast on the base pass, but a little bit more pop, hit for a little bit better average. I think he's a better defensive outfielder too, so I'm going with Starling Marte in center field and in right field. It says... David Peralta, but that's because they don't count the midseason acquisition of J.D. Martinez. They have him on the pine here, and he was actually the starter in right field pretty much since he came over. I mean, the man, the man had 29 home runs in 62 games. 
The D-backs just recently picked up Cole Calhoun to play their right field, man. Cole Calhoun, you're a solid player, man. You're 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 a little bit you're kind of like in that Jake Lamb range that you're like in between an Eduardo Escobar and a Jake Lamb in terms of talent. You know, pop, slight, uh, average batting average. <laughs> That's pretty wonky to say, but you know, like a two sixty five batting average. You know, thirty home run guy, but. J.D. Martinez is one of the probably three best pure hitters in baseball. I mean, he can hit for pop, get you 35 to 40 bombs. He can get you 320 batting average, 115 RBIs, you know, run scored. He can do it all offensively. That's not on the base paths. Defensively, he's atrocious. But, I mean, I wish I, I wish the NL had a, a defensive uh, a DH so he could play DH like he does with the Red Sox because that's probably his natural position at this point in his career over 30. But still, I'm taking him in the right field over Cole Calhoun, unfortunately. So if I look at this lineup and decide basically how would I make the best starting lineup between these two teams, I will go Chris Iannetta at catcher. I'll go Goldie at first. Ketel Marte at second, Nick Ahmed at shortstop, Eduardo Escobar at third, and left field, I would have David Peralta, then Starling Marte in center, and J.D. Martinez in right, and that's that's your that's your starting lineup. That lineup is can mash with any of them, and if you want just for funsies, I'll put Zach Granke as my number nine hitter as my pitcher just for funsies. So that's my starting lineup, and if I just... Also, also, I didn't even get a chance to say which <laughs> which the lineup is better. So if I if I just do a quick count of who I wanted, Ionetta, Goldie, uh, let's see, shortstop, second base. I think I wanted the 2020 team. Third base, I wanted the 2020 team. 2020 team for left field. 2020 team for center field. So I think the 2020 team is better than this. 2017 team because if you look at it i had the second base for 2020 the shortstop for 2020 the third base for 2020 and all the outfield spots that's not jd martinez so that's four spots in the 2020 team if i counted right one two three no that's actually five five to three if we're not counting pitchers so i believe the 2020 team or technically the 2019 team is better than the 2017 team because it's really I'm projecting ahead. And then if I had to make that perfect lineup, I just told you who it was. Chris Iannetta, Goldie, Ketel Marte, Ahmed, Escobar, Peralta, Marte again, Starling, and then J.D. Martinez as my starting lineup. Now I'll get into the rotation, the bullpen, Coming up shortly. Yes, you're still here on the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. And let's get right back and continue our conversation. Let's look at that bullpen. Let's look at that rotation. We're going to start with the rotation of the 2017 Diamondbacks, and let's compare it to the 2019 
Diamondbacks. You know, it's 2019 going to 2020. So I'm basically looking at the. That's why I keep flip flopping between 2019 and 2020. That's the 20. This is going to be a 2020 team, but to do it, I'm looking at the 2019 roster because it's pretty much the same team outside like a Cole Calhoun and a Starling Marte. So sorry if I keep referring to them as the 2019 team or the 2020 team and confusing everyone. I'm looking at the 2019 team and I'm adding the players that are going to be on this team. For 2020, basically, is what I'm doing. So now let's compare the two teams and decide which which, uh, which one is better, the 2017 team or the I'll say the potential 2020 team. And then if we had to make our own rotation based off these two rosters, what will that rotation be? So let's start right with it. The number one on the D-backs for 2017 is Zach Greinke. 17 and 7, 3-2 ERA, 200 innings pitch, 215 strikeouts. Versus Madison Bumgarner coming off his worst season. ERA, you know, flirting with the fours. You don't love to see that, but still over 200 innings pitch, over 200 strikeouts. So definitely a beast. But I'm going to have to take Zach Greinke this year. Now as my number two starter. Got Patrick Corbin, who had a 4.03 ERA, 14 and 13, 190 innings, so a good amount, 180 strikeouts as well. But you got Robbie Ray as the number two and 20 in the on the potential 2020 team, and uh, he struggled last year. He only had a 4.34 ERA and 175 strikeouts, but he is a, a or 174 innings pitch, but he had a 230 strikeouts, so 50 more than Corbin. So who would I want as my number two? It's really close. The innings pitches, the innings pitch are really close too. But I think I'll slightly lean toward Robbie Ray over Patrick Corbin just because of that strikeout artist that he is. He he has more of a chance to put a guy away with a strikeout than a Patrick Corbin. Even though if he, even though if he's, all, even though he's also more likely to to walk the guy as well, I'll just slightly lean toward Robbie Ray. But now my number three starter in 2017 was actually Robbie Ray. And then my number three starter potentially heading into 2020. We don't really know that one too well. I'm guessing it's going to be Luke Weaver. So if it's Luke Weaver versus the Robbie Ray, I'm easily taking Robbie Ray. He was just such a beast in 2017. 289 year Ray. Uh, just, just this was his best year. Strikeouts. He he did he had over 218. He had 218 strikeouts, only 160 innings pitch. So just a strikeout artist. Then let's move to the number four starter. It's tough to do the potential 2020 team for the D-backs because we don't know who their four or five starter is. But I'm gonna say it's Zach Gallon. That's me. That's how I would do it. And if I had to do Zach Allen or Taiwan Walker, you guys already know. I don't care if Taiwan Walker is 3-4-9. Zach Allen is my guy. So I'm taking him as my number four starter over Taiwan Walker. And then you got Zach Godley as your number five. Don't know who's the number five for the D-backs. It might be Merrill Kelly. It might be Alex Young. It might be Taylor Clark. It might be Mike Leake. But whoever it is, Zach Godley was pretty solid this year. He he uh his ERA was a 337 in 2017, 155 innings pitch, 165 strikeouts, 9.6 strikeouts per nine and 3.1 walks per nine. Just because I know I'm getting that as my number five in 2017, 
And I don't really know who's my number five in 2020. I'm going to have to pick Zach Ali be my number five. So, who do I think, which rotation is better? The potential 2020 rotation or the 2017 one? I don't even think it's much of an argument, to be honest. The 2017 rotation was stacked. I mentioned on the other, on the podcast, uh, it was either Monday or Wednesday, how good this, I believe it was Monday, how good this 2017 team was in terms of pitching. They were like top seven in every category. They were like number two in ERA. This team was really phenomenal in pitching, so I'm definitely taking this one. Patrick Corbin had the highest ERA in the rotation with a 4.03 ERA, so I'm definitely taking him. And then... If I had to build the perfect rotation from these two teams, I don't care about rules. We're going to do it like this. Zach Ranky number one. We're going to go Madison Bumgarner, number two. We're doing Robbie Ray, number three. Then number four, number five is where it gets dicey because if I am I picking the guys based off their 2017 performance or, or, what, I, or what I know right now because Taiwan Walker is not the guy he was in 2017. So because of that, I'm doing it off what I know right now. And, well, no, 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 no. That's not fair because we didn't do that for Chris Iannetta, who right now is old as hell. So we're going to do it based off what they did, based off what the 2017 team did. So because of that, I'm going to take Taiwan Walker as my number four starter for this team. And then my number five, surprisingly, I'm going to take Zach Gallen, just because he's my guy, Jersey kid, bias, I don't care. I'm taking you, Zach Gallen. Now, let's look at the bullpens and determine which one is better. So, 2017, yet for Fernando Rodney as a closer, we don't really know who the closer is going to be in 2020, but Fernando Rodney, 39 saves, which is pretty good, but 4-2-3, you're right. I mean, I think you like how you have a closer in 2017 team, so that's always good. And then your setup guy, Archie Bradley. Please, Archie, I hope you can do this in 2020 because you did a 173, 173 ERA in 2017, and you were just so beastly. So I'm hoping you could get back to that level in 2020. And then your your other main guys, you had Andrew Chafin, who was good, a JJ Hoofer, Randall Delgado. Compared to the you know last year's team and potential 2020 team, you had a Yoan Lopez who was pretty good, but Matt Andres struggled a little bit. Yashihisa Harano uh, struggled a little bit. Chafin was still good, but Zach Godley, not the same guy, no longer a starter. He got shelled in his nine starts. Mike Leak, he's all right. He might be the number five. Uh, John Duplantier, I like him, but he's still young. So honestly... I like the 2017 bullpen just a little bit more. You had your Fernando Rodney as a closer, so that's at least solidified. And then Bradley would just light out as a closer. And then Chafin and J.J. Hoover, I think, are very nice pieces of Randall Delgado as well. So I like the 2017 team as well. But if I had to pick five relievers, five go-to relievers to be in my bullpen, it will be closer. I'll do Fernando Rodney just because there's no set closer in uh 2020 just yet then archie bradley off the 2017 team i'll take a yoan lopez from last year i'll take a andrew chafin from 2017 and then i'm gonna actually take my fifth one 
Kevin Ginkle as my number five rotation guy. Flamethrower out the bullpen. Still a young stud. So I like him. And I like his potential. But overall, I believe the 2017 team is better than the 2019 team. But if we combined the two teams and made the perfect uh, made the perfect roster, it would be amazing. I think that team will have a real chance of contending. Especially if you have a Zach Ranke and Madison Baumgartner as your one and two. And then a Quetzal Marte, a Starling Marte, and a Goldschmidt as your trio of stars in your lineup. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Go tell your Alexa device to play the newest edition, the Locked On Fantasy MLB, so you guys can stay up to date with news, rankings, and updates, and everything related to fantasy baseball. Hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy. Peace!